sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Peace be with you. These are the first words that Jesus says to the apostles when he appears to them after the resurrection. Peace be with you. But for many Catholics, in the times in which we live, where the church is at, not literally our parish churches, but where the global church is at, at least in some places, there's not necessarily a lot of peace. In fact, in some cases, there's a lot of confusion and even angst and turmoil over what's going on in some conversations. Some conversations happen in some part of the church. So how are we as Catholics to respond when not just priests, but even bishops, archbishops, even cardinals are talking about the, the faith in a way that really challenges what we believe the Catholic Church actually teaches. That's what we'll be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas about future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I am once again joined in studio by my co-host, Renee. Renee! Renee! What? Before, I haven't shared an email with you that I got just uh, the other week. Um, praising Robin as my co-host, and and thank you, and, you, thank you, and you. No, 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 truthfully, um, and there was actually uh, this was a listener who emailed in has a question that she'd like us to address, uh, which I want to address actually um, sometime um, soon. I'll I'll tell you what it's about, just so you so you can start to think. Oh, okay, good. What happened between um, Jesus's death on the cross and his resurrection? One of our oh, listeners yes. wants to wants us. There's some good that. stuff. In There's that. some good stuff. So we'll talk about that uh, in a future episode of Ignition. But she did say she loves Robin. What she's, I think she, Renee and Robin. I think it was Renee and Robin in that order. So She just went by alphabetical. Al- <laughs> <laughs> just and really play pre- no favorites. And really appreciates what you, Thank you. Uh, yes. put to the show. So I'll share that with you. So you know that I'm just making. Because I, I won't make up a compliment <laughs> No, like you that. wouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you and I, um, we, we had one plan. We were going to continue our never-ending um, ma- uh, series. And it will truly really be never-ending unless rate. we get back to right. it. Right. <laughs> so we do have to, but, but as you and I were talking about, uh, I always like to have something that is really compelling mm-hmm. to my coast. And I know that for you, the mass just isn't compelling. Oh. So... <laughs> Not true. Only when it's on the radio. Right. And it's not compelling to me. <laughs> I don't know why. But, uh, but no, I, because we can um, talk, continue our mass series at any time. Yeah. Was there anything else? And the, show, the the topic that I sort of teased in the introduction uh, came up. So you and I, uh, a few months ago, maybe several months ago now, yeah, oh, yeah, we did an episode sort of addressing, you know, when you hear in the media, Pope Francis said X, and usually it's some juicy hot button take. You're like, we talked about that, yeah. like, and and your big thing um, as somebody who literally spends their day doing communications mm-hmm. uh, and is 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 a real life journalist, a real life, yeah. Um, <laughs> talked about you know your big thing is always you got to verify yes. is that really yes. what he said in its proper context. from the original source, proper context, yes. Yep. And we even talked about, okay, even if, if it is all that, you verified it, it's still troubled. How do we re- deal with that? So that's, we talked about that previously, yeah. and that might come up a little bit today. But as you and I were talking about potential topics, the reality that in the church, there are actually, like, 
um, erroneous mm-hmm. views, right. uh, views that are contrary to what the church teaches. That there are, and, and, and I'm I'm not trying to be coy here. Like in Germany, right. like just to be explicit right, let's here, lay it on the table. <laughs> um, like in Germany, it's not that every German bishop is. Right. Crazy, wacko. Not all of them are on board for what's going on. Right, really. exactly. But but there there are a number of leaders in the church, ordained and lay, mm-hmm. this is not just a clerical problem, nope. Nope. Um, that, are, that, that are really advocating positions that are, are, are definitely contrary to what the church has always taught. And it's usually around, um, not exclusively, but it's around um, sexual morality right. usually. But also things like who can and can't be ordained and so on, mm-hmm. but usually around sexual morality. Right. Uh, and when we've touched, we don't avoid the hot button topics on Ignition or Catholic Views, right. uh, the show that you host. We, we try to address those. There's a lot of other things we can talk about, and we do. Yeah. Um, but but, I, but we got to do a show every week, so we got to come up exactly, with stuff to do. <laughs> right, right. Um, but y- you you and I are both aware that there, there are people who, you know, you hear about things going on in Germany or or even, you know, random bishops, even in our country, mm-hmm. um, who are holding views that at least seem, let, I want to be, you know, give the benefit yes. of the doubt. Yes. They seem to run contrary to what the church right. teaches. Right. Because sometimes they actually are contrary. And sometimes, again, context matters. Right. Right. And and sometimes, well, I, again, it's possible. It's possible sometimes that they maybe, it just came out poorly. Yes. Like they, they didn't express themselves. Yeah, they are human well. and not always right. so great about yeah, right. Right. using language properly. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So so there are, but, but you, you sort of, if you poke your head into the Catholic media world, you're probably going to come across reference to some of these leaders in the church, again, whether they're ordained or right. laity. And the views, and a lot of Catholics will look at that, especially now looking at the, the ordained, like, well, I mean, these are these are priests. Or these are pope, not popes. These are bishops. Bishop. These are these are archbishops. These are cardinal archbishops, mm-hmm. and they're holding this. And it can cause people to well, at least ask questions or uh, cause confusion, mm-hmm. as I said, or even doubt yeah. uh, what they've always believed. Because now you now have somebody who is in fact a leader in the church, mm-hmm. ordained to teach the faith, who is espousing views, advocating views, strongly advocating views, which run contrary to what I, as George Jane Catholic, have always believed to be the case. So it understandably causes, like, okay, well, what, what, I mean, is, is, is that right? right? Is that wrong? Is what I've always thought right, or is that wrong? Mm-hmm. And again, that confusion and even doubt can creep yeah. in. And there are a couple of other, um, I think, not people, but institutions that can cause confusion too. Catholic universities, oh, Catholic sure. seminaries sometimes yep. that aren't yep. quite yep. where they should be. Um, even Catholic hospitals that are doing things that they're not supposed to be right. doing uh, can really cause confusion. And not only um, teachings, but also lack of action yep. on bishop, parts of bishops. Yep. Yep. I think that's been uh, one in the U.S. for a while. Right, exactly. Uh, around a couple of yep. topics. So. So, so that can cause confusion or angst or frustration and anger. Yes. Um, sometimes, understandably so. Right. Uh, so, so I, I think it's worth, as you and I were chatting, I, we th- we both thought it'd be worth talking about that reality, mm-hmm. um, and what we do about that. Yeah. yeah. And what it means. Yeah. I think the first. So I don't know where you want to go, but the first thing 
Like, how in the heck does this happen? How do uh, I mean? Do you have any any thoughts around that? Like, how do we have bishops who are going so far? What seems like and what sometimes is astray. Um, I think that. Well, I do one of the same questions. In fact, just a few weeks ago, I I said to one friend, one of our priests, who's a friend, I mean, how? Why does he think this? Right. It was about one bishop who I'm not going to name in this case. Uh, but they've written public mm-hmm. articles, and, and and this is why I'm not going to name the, the, the bishop, uh, because Renee, as as a trained theologian, <laughs> I've read as the article. I've read the articles, and I'm like, this is th- no, it's dumb. Oh, wow! It's 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 poor. It's poorly. It's it's bad theology. Not bad in the sense of um, erroneous. Just like bad theology, like bad reasoning. To yes, get to it, to- yeah. Like the arguments were like mm. you can make some, you can make good arguments about anything. I mean, if you really tried, any, yeah. if you really tried, <laughs> you can you make you can craft a really good argument about almost almost anything, or at least an argument that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good, right? <laughs> and these arguments just did not sound good, right? What? I mean, anybody who knows anything about Catholic theology, anybody with certainly a master's in theology, mm-hmm. um, maybe a bachelor's in theology, sure, would look at this uh, this particular piece of writing that I'm vaguely referring to, and just and in fact, this 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 church leader really did get um, in a charitable way castigated, and oh, so cast. I don't know if you can castigate somebody charitably. They got critiqued in a charitable <laughs> way. Um, so in, in that particular case, I said to a priest friend, what, Yeah. where is he? <clears throat> so here's the thing. Um, w- this is just a matter of historical fact. Sure. The church, there, there are a few things, at least a few things, um, to for, the first and foremost come to mind. The church is an organization. It's an institution with power. And there will be people in every organization, uh, unfortunately, even the Catholic Church, every organization, every institution who seek power. and who Even priests and bishops. Even priests and bishops. And so who will climb the ladder. Sure. Now, this is why, this is why in the one instance, I don't, I don't know the inner motivation right. at this point of the, the, the bishop that I'm thinking of. Um, so that's why I, I'm, I'm being more cautious. But just globally, right. historically, we know that their motivation, the, the motivation of some bishops has been more power. Yeah. And historically, that is certainly the case. Absolutely. You can so, find many examples. Exactly. Right. Right. Where you have the ability to in, have an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of impact doesn't necessarily matter? I can have an impact mm-hmm. uh, and, and, yeah, change things. Well, and sometimes it, people, bishops, priests might feel like it's easier to have an impact by <clears throat> going with the flow of society where it's going right. now. Yep. So rather yep. than bucking that and staying with the church. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm starting with some negative reasons why, and then I think there is, you can give a positive spin. Okay. Second negative reason, um, personal morality. Yeah. Uh, in some of these cases, we, again, we know as a matter of history that there have been uh, church leaders, priests, even bishops, um, and cardinal, bishops were cardinals. yep. Um, who have had, who have been um, moral monsters yes. in their personal lives, and it, the, the interesting thing, here, Renee, 
uh, the interesting thing here, Renee, <laughs> is that there are examples in history of church leaders who were moral monsters who didn't try actually to change church teaching to accord with their personal wow. proclivities. The most notorious, morally awful pope um, in history is Alexander the Sixth, okay. who fathered multiple children, as far as we know, with multiple women, and elevated them to important roles within the church, called them his nephews, and he made them bishops and cardinals. What? <laughs> but Alexander the Sixth never tried to change church teaching on, say, clerical celibacy. Or the immorality of sleeping around. <laughs> uh, but we have, so that that's like, huh, huh. But that makes you wonder if he was in today's society yeah. where those things are more acceptable. May, yeah. yeah would knows? he be trying to? Maybe, maybe. maybe. So, so I do think in some <laughs> cases, uh, unfortunately, I think it is a matter of trying to align church teaching with, with what you. I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so those are, I think those are two negative reasons. I do also think in some cases it comes from a good intention. This is, you know, it, it's easy to go the, go with the flow, right? Yes. Well, I, I think this, and this is where the idea of, um, the important idea of accompaniment actually gets a bad rap. Oh, right. Um, it comes, it, it, I think this, this desire to change church teaching uh, can come from a positive motivation in the sense that, you know, it's where people are at right now. They're not in a place really to receive the fullness of what the church teaches. So we got to meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. To which I would say a hearty amen. But I would, but, but we don't leave them where they're at. Right. We call mm-hmm. them to more. We call them to greatness. Right. And it, I, I, the, I, I get, I, that's, that's how I, I think again, really giving the benefit of the doubt in some cases that it really is out of a desire to meet people where they're at, but that's only part of the equation. Yeah. You know? Do you think that's, well, you aren't going to be able to answer that, but do you think that's where the German bishops are coming from? At least some of them? I do. I I would hope some of them. I don't think it's, I don't think think it's all about, and to be honest, I don't know that with any of them, the German bishops about, it's about their personal morality and trying to line it. Right. Uh, I I kind of think maybe I mean the, <laughs> it's a different world over there. It is as far as the Catholic I mean, Church the, the, is concerned. And again, I'm I'm I I hope I'm wrong about this. It's a really wealthy church. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, in Germany, the 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 church is funded by the state, right. and the state, of course, gets its money from taxes. So in Germany, you and I would indicate on our German equivalent of the, our tax forms. Mm-hmm. That were Catholic, and automatically, I don't. It might be ten percent. I'm not sure though. Wow. Automatically, a certain chunk of of your income of your income goes to the church that you. That's why a lot of Catholics are, in Germany are like, I'm not part of this church. But then there'd be threatened with ex- excommunication. Uh, well, if you're a Catholic and you don't indicate on your taxes that you're a Catholic, you're yeah. Okay, so so the government knows you're a Catholic somehow. You've registered, and they no, have the that parish knows you're a Catholic. No, I know. Well, the, but how your, does the parish? Your, oh, there's, there's some stuff form. going on here that is really terrifying. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> very I'm very just learning very right now. Un-American or contrary <laughs> very, to the American way of doing very, things. Yes. There is not uh, the church and state. It's not like it's not like the church is is running the state in that sense. No. But, but the relationship with them like is the a lot way cozier. It's a lot cozier. So the government collects taxes from me as a Catholic, and part of that goes to the Catholic Church. So you can't just put down that you know religion? You could. 
And you would still get in trouble, though. Because if you are Catholic, so you're going to get in trouble with your bishops. But they're only going to know if the government tells your bishop that you did that. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. That's, somehow, that's somehow, little... some other church is, mm, becomes yikes. aware. Yikes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I'll not be moving to Germany anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> got a brother in that Germany. We've never really talked about his thoughts on this sort of thing. He's like, he's a faithful Catholic. I'm sure yeah. he puts down. He gives him Catholic. his 10%. Yeah, yeah. His daughter actually is a uh, laywoman who works for the church in Germany. I also, my niece, I've never asked her either about her thoughts and all things German. There are some dioceses there that are still okay, though. Yeah, and even within bad dioceses, you can yeah. still be a good Catholic. Oh, yes, diocese. of course. So this kind of gets to, all right, so what do we do about yeah. this? Yeah, um, so, so it is confusing it to is. Right. everyone. Right. So, folks, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to or watching Ignition. Well, you probably just wouldn't, wouldn't just tune in and be watching. If you're just tuning in, you're probably on your radio. You're listening to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Berg, while talking today with Renee Kranz about the confusion that can arise when you've got leaders in the church around the world who are advocating views, well, just bad theology, yeah. views contrary to what the church teaches. Yeah. And, and, and so we've been talking um, about why that can happen, the motivations for that, how that can right. happen. And I want to talk to now, what do we do about it? Right. Um, and I think this is where... <laughs> Because well, there is one other thing that I, that I'm thinking too, and this maybe will help. We'll lead into it too. So the German bishops are in their synodal way thingy, whatever. So I think there's a lot of concern from Catholics around the world who are seeing that happen in this German, which is not the synod on synodality. Correct. But they sound awfully similar, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're we're thinking over here. Wait, when when they do this, what's going to happen? Are we what? Is this not going to be the church I think it is? Right. By the time we're done, so I right. think there's that connect. Those two things are are connected. Right. To each other. Because I I I'm I'm with those who are hypothesizing that the German bishops, among other things, are trying to um, set the agenda for the synod and synodality. Right. Right. By if they can push things in this direction in their country that that might be able to have an impact on the direction of the church more globally right. through the synod, the, the, the synod and synod. I feel like it might backfire on them. I, well, I hope there, so. there are increasing number of bishops, including in Europe, uh, definitely in the U.S., yes. who, are more vo- who are vocally criticizing, and laity as well. Yes. I mean, just in our diocese, last month we had uh, George Weigel yeah. speaking, yeah. Um, and he was on Catholic Views, mm-hmm. your show, talking about Vatican II, and George Weigel, uh, who's a noted Catholic public intellectual, uh, he's been not uncharitably, but publicly critical, yeah. uh, rightly so, of the uh, synodal way, synodal, whatever, synodal way. It's, yeah. synodal what the way, Germans are doing. Yeah, all of that. And, well, and he's not always so sure about what the synod and synodality is going to yeah. bring, too. Yeah. So I just think there's a lot of caution yep. there. So what do we do about that? Yeah. I, I do think the one thing is, okay. Um, if you're always putting your head in the sewer, it's always going to smell bad. <laughs> I did not expect that. I, 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 I think one thing is, especially for those of us who are sort of news junkies mm-hmm. and sort of into this sort of thing, there is something about like where, you know, you're always following this and you got to take a break. Yes. You know? So you kind of get kind of addicted to the... What is wrong with these Ex- people? Exactly. Yes, there <laughs> is a real there there is a real yes. addiction there. Yes. Like um yeah, what do you when you, people are always oh 
there is a term for this when you're always in an uproar about no. something. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what you're referring to, but 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 that can be a real thing. Yes, where people are always indignant. Yes, like it's an ongoing <laughs> indignation. Like just relax. Yes. Um, I want to go back to how I started the show. Do you remember the first words I said in this episode? The very first. Peace be with you. Yes. Jesus doesn't want us to be always in a tizzy yeah. about what the heck some wacko bishop in some place is doing. Because, sure. Renee, here's the thing. Not in our diocese. Right. Not in our region. Right. You know, we are blessed in our diocese with our, our diocese, our state, our region. Praise God. We are blessed <laughs> with certainly, and, and, and I'm not saying, I don't know if Bishop listens to Ignition on a regular basis or not. I'm just saying. <laughs> he always listens to Catholic views. Well, but of course, never. But never. Um, no, we're we're blessed with really good bishops. Yes. Um, so this is not an issue here, but but so we should be attentive to. I do think it's it is important to be attentive to what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. in the church around the world. But if you find yourself in a perpetual state of angst because of what the wacko German bishops are doing, <laughs> take a break. Um, the Lord, peace be with you. Mm-hmm. Awareness is one thing, so it can prompt us to, in this case, I don't know what else we can do than pray, right. storm heaven with our prayers. Lord, please, like for the sake of these men in and of themselves, mm-hmm. let alone the flocks that they're responsible for, yeah. please like help them to see the light and so mm-hmm. on. Again, because in some instances, it's not just bad media coverage. Yeah, they're advocating positions that are yes, contrary. Yes, yes, they are. So, okay, I know that that goes on. I don't, I don't immerse myself in the latest things out of Germany, right? Because it'd be bad for my spiritual and mental and emotional health. <laughs> yes, um, that's one thing. Secondly, Jesus did not give the charism, the gift of infallibility, to every certainly priest, not every bishop. Mm-hmm. Only one bishop has the charism infallibility. It's the bishop of Rome, and even there, the pope, and even there. It's not something that he just, everything he says automatically is guaranteed yeah. to be infallible. Yeah, you mentioned when we were chatting earlier that every personal thing he says is not. No, even if that it's even if it's publicly known that he said to it. To everyone around the world. If he, if he said it to everybody, <laughs> just because he said it out loud right. doesn't mean it's necessarily infallible. Is it form, in that case, if it, is it formally taught by? That's what you have to look at. Infallibility only applies in certain circumstances. Where it's, so a pope, it's possible for a pope, it, it's it's definitely possible for popes to have heretical personal views. And that's happened. And that's happened in history. So um, so if, if Pope Francis was saying some of the things the bishops in Germany were saying, yeah. so does someone rightly chastise a pope in that case? And who does that? Right. And that's where... <laughs> um, I think for our, we we pray as with the bishops we pray okay. that for for his conversion of mind uh, and 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 however the Lord will bring that yeah. about. Obviously, I can't just pick up the phone, right? Your Holiness, it, it would be someone to me. It seems like it would be someone like a George Weigel or someone like that who might pop up and right. say. And even he, Excuse like, he doesn't have a direct light of Pope Francis. No, in this case, but but he knows people who do. Yes. <laughs> So that's how that yes. might happen. Yeah. So yeah, depending on yeah, on uh, what it is. Uh, a Chris or a Renee as opposed to a George Weigel, right. right? We are. I do think again for when we talked about this, uh, we've talked about this m- more than once. Yes. 
um, fraternal charity. Yeah. You know, it, it's out of love for the person. And in this case, especially because they they do have power, influence, yes. and influence that we have to right. be right. attentive to that. So I, I think, um, again, the Pope, not being a completely different case, but mm-hmm. uh, in this particular case, Pope Francis himself being a different case because he's not publicly advocating, right. uh, I wouldn't say, for positions that are explicitly contrary no. to what the church is. Right, right, right. Uh, but we have bishops in Germany and other places who are. So don't be too preoccupied mm-hmm. um, with that that quote unquote bad news. Yep. Um, but also, again, we, we, the charism infallibility doesn't apply to them. Mm-hmm. So throughout the history of the, and this is this is to me where knowledge, uh, uh, some some basic knowledge of the history of the church is helpful. Uh, yes, I should give respect and obedience to bishops because of their role in the church. Certainly, my bishop mm-hmm. and my my pope, our pope, um, but I should, because they're human beings, love for them. But if there is, as there are bishops in places that are advocating errors, mm-hmm. false ideas, mm-hmm. um, then I want them to change. Right. But I need to recognize that this has always happened in history. Yes. I don't like. The world is not, the church is not going to hell in a handbasket in a brand new way. Right. Um, my go-to example is one of the first major heresies in the church. It's called Arianism, mm-hmm. um, named after Arius, mm-hmm. it, the, the arch heretic Arius, <laughs> who uh, denied that Jesus was literally God. Mm-hmm. And Arius was an archbishop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And St. Jerome, in describing, not too much long after the fact, describing, talking about the Arian heresy, said uh, the, the church awoke and groaned, or the, the world awoke and groaned for it's found itself Arian. So many bishops, it seems that the majority of bishops at the time were Arians. Yikes. Not maliciously right. so. Right. Not because they're out to destroy people's faith. But they faith, fell but into they, it. But they fell into yeah. it. The majority of bishops. Yeah. Not the Bishop of Rome. Uh, and not all sorts of bishops, including Athanasius, mm-hmm. uh, who is the great the great defender of orthodoxy mm-hmm. in that time. But, okay, we're nowhere near that. There's like no. four or 5,000 <laughs> bishops in the world today. Right. We're nowhere near the, the majority of bishops holding to these false views that are being championed by right. a relatively small number. Right. So I think we need to, like, take a breath, <laughs> take a step back. <laughs> that doesn't mean that we're minimizing. Right. What's happening today? Right. Uh, but I think we do need to recognize that in the in in history, unfortunately, this has happened. Again, whatever the motivations might be, mm-hmm. it has unfortunately happened that there have been times when many leaders in the church, many ordained men, many bishops, have held views that are contrary to the faith. Yeah. So we trust in the Lord. And the final thing that I really want to point out, just as we're running out of time. We are blessed in our day and age to have things like the Catechism of Catholic Church, mm-hmm. where the church's teaching is expressed with a great clarity. Yeah. Um, that wasn't the case right. for a long time. So we can say, we, we can if I'm wondering what's going on, I can look to what the church teaches in the Catechism and trust in that. Yeah. And trust in the Lord that he's going to steer this ship, ship that is the, his church the right way. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Renee. You bet. And folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any ideas for future episodes or questions about this one. Until next time, God bless you.